Welcome to A Million and One Topics. I'm your host, Erin Tui. And I'm Amelia Wetzel. This is episode 20. This is going to be the first episode in a series of episodes. We don't know how many yet. Just talking about weird things, uh, paranormal, UFOs, stuff like that. And today's episode, we are going to talk about a point of contention in our friendship, um, which is spontaneous human combustion. Literally um, the one topic that divides us. Yeah. <laughs> we, we'll have some very like intelligent, great political conversations. We're all, even if we like slightly disagree, it's typically like a, yeah, I can see your point type of thing, but <laughs> it's going to, it's going to get heated in here. <laughs> It's pretty crazy. This is like the one thing, like the dumbest thing is what we can't agree on. Yep. Um, just to clarify before we start, um, I will say that I am the one who believes in it in some degree and Amelia is the one who doesn't. Nope. Sure don't. Um, it's make-believe. After doing some research recently, because it's been quite a few years since I've looked anything up about it, um, I'm starting to believe that it's kind of a name situation where it really shouldn't be called spontaneous human combustion. Um, but I will delve into that a little bit later. Um, (laughs) I'm going to let you go first. Well, I guess just to start off for anyone who doesn't know exactly what spontaneous human combustion is, um, basically it's death by fire with no apparent, external source of ignition is like the basic definition so basically a a fire that's starting from within is like the basic um basic concept basic idea of it there are reportedly 200 cases i think that's bull (laughs) but reportedly around 200 cases from what i from what i saw was the was the consensus um and There are a couple of, like, pretty infamous ones that I think a lot of people have heard of. Uh, So we can kind of delve into maybe a couple that you've probably heard of if you've heard of spontaneous human combustion or, you know, just just interesting um, facets, basically. So the first one, his name's Michael. I don't... How do you say that last name? I don't know. I feel like I'm going to mess it up. Because I don't feel like it's not, like, what it looks like. Fardy? Fardy? Right? Uh, it's Irish. Yeah. Sorry. Irish people. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, he was a 76-year-old man. Lived in Galway, Ireland. Did I say that weird? Um, <laughs> he was found basically on his back um head closest to his fireplace or furnace whatever you want to call it the only thing that remained of him was a leg so the rest of him was basically um completely incinerated so that's interesting in its own right um when they did the little like you know investigation they found no obvious source of an accelerant um no foul play was suspected the fire was confi- confined to bas- basically the immediate area. A lot of confusion, essentially. So the conclusion was jumping to, I guess, make-believe land of spontaneous human combustion. <laughs> so 
I I know there are several reported cases, um, and a lot of stuff. If you look it up, it's gonna be like sci-fi supercool dot com, and like listen to these <laughs> listen to these stories, um, because I mean, with anything, there even if something's true, people are gonna make bullshit up. Um, and one interesting thing that I can um, I've read about is that they had a lot of cases supposedly in the Victorian era, but. One thing that, before I go any further that I want to say, is that I think the name spontaneous human combustion is um, definitely not the correct way to put it. Because spontaneous combustion in general, if you put a rag, say, soaked in gasoline, very tightly compact in a box, it's going to spontaneously combust. Because that pressure is going to build and build and build, and without any kind of flame, any kind of heat, boom, it'll explode. Regular spontaneous combustion has happened it's scientifically documented um some studies have been done professionally science professional scientific studies have been done on this and there are scientists who have worked with human bodies who have worked with physiology who say we don't know we don't know if this is real or not um but the one problem i do have it's kind of like a million are both feminists and sometimes people will hear the word feminism, feminist, and think, oh, you want women to be on top. No, we want equality. As a feminist, not only do I believe that the wage gap should be closed so that women make the same as men, I also believe things like men shouldn't have to be muscular. Men shouldn't, you know, have to have, or men should be able to have um, changing rooms in their bathrooms as well. You know, it's all about equality. And I think the naming kind of throws things off because I think it shouldn't be spontaneous. Um, it should just be human combustion because in the potential believable cases that they have found, um, these people were standing near candles, standing near some kind of ignition. Spontaneous combustion is there is no ignition source, as Amelia said. There was kind of an ignition source in this situation. Now, if you or I or Amelia or anyone, some normal human put our hand over a candle, it's going to burn and that's going to be it. That's where the mystery comes into play because they have seen these cases where these people have stood near in a, or in a, near a heat source and the feet and hands always come off, apparently, by way of, I don't know, physiology, pressure, you know, who knows. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of times other things will be burned around um, where the body was because fat burns very easily it's an oily substance so it goes on furniture and everything and then that also lights whether it be from the combustion itself or from the fuel source so i i can't say i believe in 100 percent spontaneous human combustion but definitely some kind of odd heat filled combustion of a human <clears throat> well now you've kind of made things problematic because <laughs> we almost agree in that aspect. So that's the spontaneous part is the is the problematic part to me because I just I don't think that your body one day just decides it doesn't want to body anymore and basically just explodes from within. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> because that's yeah, that just that seems insane to me cuz our our bodies are designed you know, to, to function properly. They don't always function properly, but I mean, we're like what 70% water and mm -hmm. just like the fact of 
exploding from within and being completely incinerated out of nowhere just seems crazy to me. That, right. To me, there's there's always some sort of ignition. Um, yeah. It's just the fact that, that, that makes it so weird, if this is, you know, real, is that, like I said, if... You know, you went and touched my stove right now. You'd be like, fuck, that's hot. And it'd be done. You're not going to be like, boom. Oh, sorry. Amelia exploded all over my apartment. Like, um, and one thing too, and sorry, I'm, I just like took over again, but one thing real quick I wanted to say in, in relation to that, um, is this guy, um, I believe he's a doctor. (laughs) Oh, he, yeah, he's a research biologist. Sorry. Um, he, his name is Brian J. Ford. He suggested that um, ketosis could have a, a play in this um, because, one, uh, acetone and sugar are both very highly combustible. And that ketosis happens when um, – it happens to a lot of alcoholics. And basically what happens is your body starts to produce acetone as your um, liver is breaking down the alcohol. And, I mean, if you get a bottle of acetone – that you would clean your nails off with and light it, it it'll catch fire pretty quickly. Um, yeah. So as I say that, let me take a drink of my beer. <laughs> yeah, alcoholic. <laughs> I actually was going to bring up um, ketosis. ketosis too because uh, that was listed as a possible possible reason or factor. Basically. Um, your, your body, go when it goes into ketosis, I, I looked this up because I wanted to educate myself. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's a buildup. It's a buildup in your body that is caused from not having enough carbs to burn mm-hmm. for energy. So basically you're, I keep saying basically, 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 um, <laughs> your uh, body starts to burn fat um, instead of the carbs and though the that's those are called ketones mm-hmm. which are that's what it uses for energy in that instance so or fatty acids yeah ketosis in general is not bad because um, you think of like the keto diet and everything else it gets dangerous when you go into ketoacidosis which is uncontrolled production of those ketones that can be ba- that they can change your uh, blood ph mm-hmm. so making you have super high levels of acetone or being very acidic. That's one thing um, that they think, oh my God, what is her name? It just escaped me. I've always remembered this lady's name. She was like the most toxic lady or something. And she was brought in and all the nurses like passed out. And she had this really weird smell to her. That's a big um, uh, theory on what was wrong with her is that she had horrible ketoacidosis that was untreated and i believe this was back in like the 80s or something like that um i don't Um, remember but yeah it was uh she smelled she apparently smelled very bad and had an oily gloria ramirez okay yeah yeah had an oily um sheen Mm -hmm. to her skin and apparently other nurses and people in the hospital were reportedly started showing symptoms the similar mm-hmm. symptoms afterwards yeah so and she was in late stage cervical cancer too so you know her body was already suffering as it were well there goes my phone that i always try to put on silent when we do this <laughs> um it was 1994 i'm terrible at this um because i've i've researched her before but facts just left my head but yeah that's a that's a potential um 
thing that they thought maybe was wrong with her is that she had untreated ketoacidosis. Yeah. That's an inter- interesting one too, because people think that also it may not have been that other people started showing symptoms because of whatever was wrong with her. It could mm-hmm. have just been a, a case of mass hysteria. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's also a cause. Right. Um, and, uh, it's interesting too. Cause like if, I don't know if you thought about this or not, but the keto diet is low carb. Yeah. Ketosis. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're striving to be in is in a state of ketosis. But I mean, I would think if you're on a diet like that, you really should watch it, especially if you are diabetic or, you know, an alcoholic. Right. Because you don't want to burst into flame or anything (laughs) like that. I still don't understand because I was trying to research why I, I get how that could make your you more <laughs> flammable i guess but i still don't understand how you could get there to to you blow up um there's got to be some sort of ignition so i don't know the science behind yeah there's a bunch of acetone in your in your body and mm-hmm. your blood and your fat but how does that turn into exploding from the inside well that's that's a, what a big thing is with the theory is that they don't really know um and that was one thing that i thought originally not the acetone per se but just something in general was wrong with you whether it be too much fat or too much gas even Mm -hmm. um a buildup in your body and then just like i said you soak a gasoline or a rag in gasoline and close it up tight it'll potentially blow up and i thought maybe like if someone has an issue with like trapped gas Mm -hmm. or um some kind of like trapped fat somewhere. I, I don't know. You know, I'm not, I'm not an, uh, an anatomy, an anatomy, an anatomy, an anemone expert. <laughs> um, but just something of that nature where pressure builds for some reason, then boom. Yeah. But the more I've learned, um, first of all, if you really think about it, the human body can stretch pretty far. Um, so that really doesn't make any sense. And, like I said, you know, seeing more about the fact that all of the cases that were supposedly registered, there was some kind of an, an ignition source. I mean, they weren't like set on fire, but they at least were near a, a candle or something. Right. Just to throw it out there, too, because you mentioned uh, gas. So methane, um, enzymes, and I guess static, static electricity mm-hmm. have all been um, theories as far as what can set off spontaneous human combustion as well yeah if you're curious about that and i wonder too if like um if anyone's ever exploded when they've been struck by lightning because lightning strikes trees all the time and it doesn't explode just because the lightning is like powerful it explodes because it's so hot that it instantly boils the water inside the tree and so then it blows yeah um from the air pressure from the boiling water um, and I just, I'm curious now if, like, that's happened to anyone. <laughs> so, a diabetic who's in ketoacidosis just decides he wants to hike up a mountain one day and gets struck by lightning and blows up. You don't Especially know. Especially positive lightning. That kills way more people than <laughs> negative. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really interesting, honestly. I kind of feel like I bridged the gap between us a little bit doing that research. Man, you guys. I fucked up. I fucked up so bad. <laughs> I'll tell you about another case, too. This one's pretty infamous. Mary Reeser, um, she was 67. St. Petersburg, Florida is where she lived. She was discovered by her landlady when she went to deliver a telegram or like like a telegram. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> the, the landlady went to 
touched the doorknob and reported that it was too like hot or too uncomfortable to the touch. So she immediately called the police. When they showed up, they found her or her what remained of her. Basically, um, what they believed was in a chair in the corner. And all that was left was her leg again. And appendage was the only thing that was left. Um, well, and her skull and her backbone. Uh, her skull had reportedly shrunk in size, which I think that's really interesting. And I still don't know if I like how credible this this report is because I don't understand how someone's skull should could shrink. Mm-hmm. That's, that doesn't make any sense even within the spontaneous human combustion realm, I don't yeah. think. But just an interesting fact. Um, Was she on uh, the... Uh... Beetlejuice show or on the movie too. <laughs> I don't know. Man with a shrunken head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's had some bad juju going around or something. Um, so the again, she was com- almost completely incinerated. Yet the only thing affected was obviously her chair, and there was you could tell there was some smoke on the ceiling and on the floor where she was. The um, they did take a sample of the carpet that was nearby, and apparently the FBI found that within the carpet there was um, remains of like melted fat. Hmm. So yeah, like I said, that can be like yeah. an ignition to cause other yeah, things. Yeah, that'll so bring far. up another theory we can go into because it's one that I kind of believe the most yeah. in. I think, but she was also known to use uh, sleeping pills or take sleeping pills. And uh, she was a smoker. So, Mm -hmm. you know, risk factors that Mm -hmm. could set a fire. Right. The the floor was um, cement. So I feel like to me, it's it's still crazy that a fire can burn that hot to completely incinerate somebody, but not affect a shit ton around. So the subfloor was cement that's that's what yeah that's what i saw um i just wonder um what the melting point of something like that is yeah that's true that's Um, that's interesting an interesting thing to look up but that's i think that's why people believe that more than likely what happened is she took some sleeping pills or maybe just passed away of natural causes had a cigarette the cigarette fell burnt her clothing and in turn completely burn her without affecting the surroundings because she was acting as the fuel and without other, you know, sources of fuel immediately around fires can stop. Yeah. It's not always like this crazy wildfire that consumes an entire home. Sign of the times here, wildfires and such. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the melting, I, I figured it was pretty high knowing what I knew about like, physics and like melting a lot of metals um so the melting point of cement is around 50 15 1550 degrees celsius which that's gonna be i want to convert that actually um yeah we don't this is america we don't we don't know celsius (laughs) (laughs) Um, we need fahrenheit 2822 wow so 2822 okay um and i have something to bring up that that reminded me of once you're done i also looked up what it does take to 
burn a body. Um, and I can't remember. I thought I wrote it down. I have some notes over here, but I don't see it. But I want to say it was around, especially someone who has low bone density. So if you think about, you know, she was an elderly person and a woman. So it's very possible that she stereotypically might have had something like osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. Um, did I say that right? I didn't, osteoporosis. I didn't feel right. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it, you know, someone older, low bone density mm-hmm. would, would burn at a lot lower of a temperature and yep. a lot quicker than like a healthy, you know, say 30 year old. Yeah. So it, it still needs to be pretty dang hot, but maybe not as hot as what you would expect. Mm-hmm. Well, in fun fact, when you get someone's ashes, the, the only thing you're getting are bones, burnt bones. Cause everything else just kind of like dissipates essentially. So you're mm-hmm. just getting that person's bones. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, there was this <clears throat> a couple of research situations situation. Situations. I forgot to write this down, so I had to relook it up. Um, so there is a thing called the mast cell. Um, and this researcher was looking into these mast cells. Um, his name is Lawrence Afrin. He's a medical doctor, actually. Um, I'm just going to read this from Wikipedia because I feel like I'm going to leave some stuff out and it's just really interesting. So, um, mast cell researcher Lawrence Afrin, MD, posits that a rare condition, which this is real, called mast cell activation syndrome or MCAS, may be the cause of the phenomenon. In MCAS, mast cells spontaneously release over 200 inflammatory molecules known as mediators, including the substance noradrenaline or norepinephrine. I didn't know those were the same thing. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Afrin describes a case report of a man with MCAS who grew ill and appeared to smoke in the presence of several witnesses. And his body smoking, not he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> um, Afrin writes that the release of large amounts of norepinephrine or perhaps another mast cell-derived substance could turn on a regulat- regulatory protein called UCP1 in greater than normal amounts. UCP1 causes adipose oxidation, so that's fat breakdown essentially, to be released as heat. Adipose tissue is a known repository of mast cells. Under the right adipose tissue, circumst- or I'm sorry, under the right circumstances, a sudden flood of norepinephrine released from adipose mast cells could activate UCP1 switch and cause the heat generation in excess of 90 degrees Celsius. That's roughly, what, 200 something Fahrenheit? 194, yeah. 194 degrees Fahrenheit for you crazy Americans like us. <laughs> um, so that's your heart going to 194 mi- uh, degrees Fahrenheit, almost at miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so so it, it would create that this heat generation, cause your heart rate or your the, the heat of your heart to go up. Um, and once the adipose tissue were ignited, it would then, in theory, burn itself out, inclusive of bone marrow. Um And so I thought that was really interesting. So basically anyone with this disorder may have um, a potential to have this happen because basically what's happening is these cells that are active in a lot of different tissues, I think they're mainly shown in, um, yeah, it's a resident cell of connective tissue that contains many granules rich in histamine and uh, heparin. So basically they're just, they're sitting there in your connective tissues with different chemicals to kind of regulate things. 
Um, and if they, you have this disorder, which basically causes these mast cells to activate and produce too much of a certain hormone or chemical or whatever, then you see this huge increase of heat. And I misread this. I thought it was saying something about the heart as well, but it's just a heat increase in general. Um, and then that heat basically ignites the adipose tissue and... So you are literally, it's, that would be a case of an actual spontaneous combustion. And then another interesting thing I found that I'll also just directly read because I don't want to screw this up. Uh, British chemist Dr. John Emsley suggests that the cases of spontaneous human combustion could be the result of an overproduction of pyrophoric li- liquid or diphosophene, diphosophane, diphosophane, I'm sorry, (laughs) in the gut. He postulates that the self-combustion of diphosophane would also result in the ignition of the hydrogen and methane gases within the gut, which is what I was kind of talking about in my original theory with, like, you know, having too much gas in your body, Um, which would explain witnesses, witnessed cases where blue flames were seen. (laughs) Haha, yeah, because methane lights blue. Um, and they were seen to originate in the abdomen. Oh, yeah, there it is. Methane burns with a pale blue flame. Um, so basically, it's just that you, you have too much of these diphosphanes in the gut, um, which contain hydrogen and methane. And I don't know if in your chemistry class you ever lit either of those gases on fire. Um, if you put a little bit of hydrogen gas in a little tube and light it on fire, it'll make this really cool, like, boop sound. Because um, it's super, super explosive. Um, so I found that really interesting as well. That is interesting. And that was a lot. My brain couldn't really keep up. (laughs) (laughs) I need layman's terms. So, so basically your body makes the thing and the thing go boom. (laughs) Your body go boomy. So do. (laughs) I, man, I don't know. That was a lot of science thrown at me, but I still, I, I just, I can't understand how, I still just can't understand how your your body just one one day decides to explode. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think, like, you know. That's a lot of, okay, that's a lot of things going wrong in the right time. And well, I, and there, I mean, there are billions of people on this earth. <laughs> how, if that's such an easily explained and plausible thing, how have there not, that's where I'm like, how have there not been more, cases reported cases of this happening well there's i mean the big thing too is that the mcas is like a very rare condition um and this guy this john imsley he's just suggesting this kind of rare-ish thing that happens i mean there's Mm -hmm. a lot of rare stuff that happens out in the world i mean you said there are 200 supposed reported cases Mm -hmm. some of those are probably made up (laughs) um i mean let's look at the fact that you know you see all these ufo ufo sighting reports all the time how many have you actually seen i've never seen one um (laughs) i ain't never seen no ufo (laughs) um and now the uh the air force is basically saying yeah we've we've seen some ufos we don't know what they are (laughs) unidentified we've seen some shit you want to see it now (laughs) Yeah, here's this video. I mean, it just means unidentified flying object. They're not saying, like, yes, these are aliens. Yeah. But... Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> Did you all picture that meme? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, if there's only 200 cases that have been reported, I mean, there are, what, we're approaching, I believe, 9 billion people in the world now. Yeah. So that would make sense. I mean, if it is some kind of rare phenomenon like this... That there have, you know, you're not going to see that many. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sure. it's, it's still a big unknown. Makes sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. 
<laughs> so a more plausible explanation that I have for you here is something called the wick effect. I saw that. So w- with the wick effect, there's some sort of ignition, whether it's a cigarette or an ember from a fire, something along those lines gets onto their clothing, someone's clothing, and they're once they're lit on fire, their clothing essentially acts as a wick with their fat and creates like a, a burning candle effect, if that makes sense. Mm. So the fuel, or excuse me, the fire is sustained by the fuel your, of the fire. Yeah. <laughs> The the fire is sustained by the fuel of which is your fat and the clothing. Well, and that wick effect also says something about like basically because we're so full of fat and chemicals and stuff that that could cause an actual explosion. And that's kind of what I was talking about with people potentially like standing next to candles and stuff like that. Mm. Is the same. That's the same thing that I was talking about. Yeah. I th- so I think that I think that's de- I mean that's that's plausible that it just. I don't even know that it has to do with anything. I mean, I could see if they, you know, if they were an alcoholic or diabetic or something and they were, you know, in a state of ketosis or something like that, if, if that would make them slightly more flammable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can believe that to an extent, but I also think that this wick effect could probably happen to, I mean, just about anyone in general if the circumstances were right. But yeah. But I think that's still a situation where most of us would sit there and just, oh, I got fucking burnt. Ow, that Well, hurt. yeah, then- that's that's one thing that could potentially throw this off. But the thing is, with some of these reported, or I would say, I would argue a lot of these reported cases, these people are, again, they're elderly. They, they maybe don't get around well. They're sick. They take, they've, they're known to take sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. They're known to be alcoholics. So who's to yeah, say... there's definitely not just some like thing where some fucking like ten year old boy <laughs> yeah. who's never tasted alcohol, never smoked a cigarette, or anything, right. is just walking down the street like hmm, right. and going to Timmy's house and boom, like <laughs> the no, that doesn't happen. It doesn't. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I just saw it yesterday. I'll, I'll tell you what, the day I see a fucking little Jimmy walking down the road exploding <laughs> first in the flame, <laughs> uh, first I'm gonna kill myself. Like I don't ever want to see that. Then first, maybe cast the eye bleach, please. <laughs> then maybe I'll believe in this. Um. Oh, and I was going to say, too, before I totally forget, as you know, I have ADHD, for those who don't know. Um, ketoacidosis, too, a really fun fact. This crazy <laughs> this crazy nutrition teacher that we had in college, or professor. Crazy in a good way. Yeah, fun. yeah. She once was talking about proteins, and she said, I'm a fried egg, and, li- like, extended all four of her limbs and laid on a table in the front of the <laughs> lecture hall. It was great. Yeah. She was awesome. But she said, if you ever, like... Like if you have a friend, I have a, I have a, I'm at risk for diabetes because of another condition I have. Um, so if Amelia, if you ever smell, um, that fruity gum, um, what's it called? Juicy fruit. Juicy fruit on my breath. Um, tell me to go to the hospital because I'm fucked. Yeah. That's like the number one sign for ketoacidosis. And I've, that's always stuck with me. Yep. Yep. Um, so back to the wake effect again, it, so again, your your fat is acting as your fat and the clothing are acting as a wick. If you think about a candle, a candle can burn. You know, mm-hmm. will slowly burn for hours. Yeah, your fat is the wax, and yes. the wick is like your clothes yeah. or whatever. Yep. So you're if you think about it, this is burning for hours um, at you know a high a high temperature because your your fat is sustaining the fire, 
And that also could explain why it doesn't go to surrounding areas because the, the fire is just being substantiated by, by your fat. So it does, it, you know, ultimately does not spread to other, other sources just stays confined, um, to that person. So that makes, that to me makes sense why there wouldn't be damage outside of like the localized area, just their body. Um, and a lot of these folks, again, these cases, they are, you know, overweight people. So that's, that's more fuel, more fat. Um, which also means the fire is going to burn hotter and faster, the more fat or more ignition it has. So, and I, I did look this up when I was looking up cremation stuff. It can, so normally it takes about two, two and a half hours from what I was reading to fully cremate somebody, but it can happen in less than an hour in someone who is, Hmm. yeah, who has a lot of fuel, so to speak, or again, their bone density is low. So, I mean, that's not that long. Yeah. I never knew it even took that long to begin with. But, yeah, that is a good way to think about it. That if their bone density is low, um, or just in general that, excuse me, some people take a lot less, you know, half the time to be cremated than than others. You know, maybe if we were able to test that in some humane way, (laughs) those people would have been at higher risk for spontaneous, spontaneous, and I quote, um, combustion. I was reading this one article that said something, something about a scientist was wanting to do an experiment and the way they worded, the way they worded it cracked me up because it said he unable to find a willing participant. He chose a piece of animal fat (laughs) Just, of course, he's not going to find the willing participant. Like, yeah. Like that guy who um, supposedly was, I think this was in Germany. Um, this guy was picking up men at a train station. I forget. He was saying they were for hire for something. No, 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 no. He found, like, some guys on a kink site. And this guy was like, I'll let you cut off, like, my leg or I think it was even his penis. I don't remember. Something really fucked up. And eat it. And this guy basically sat at the table with him until he bled out and he cooked his leg or penis or whatever it was. I'm almost positive it was his penis. What? Yeah. This was another, this is another. That's um, not real. If you, if you have listened to our last episode, this is another sword and scale episode. Of course. God. Um, what is wrong with people? I don't know. It, What's it, wrong with just like a little bit of spanking or <laughs> tying up? Why do we got to eat people's parts? It becomes too mundane oh after a while. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And how did we get there? I don't. Oh, you're talking about um, like willing participants and it just oh, made me think oh. this guy was a willing okay. participant. Oh, oh, and I almost left out the worst part. <clears throat> Before this case cannibalization was legal in germany interesting yeah yeah how how i don't know i don't know in the hell i know isn't that crazy do you remember that there was a guy this is completely getting off on the wrong (laughs) the wrong page there was a guy who had to have wasn't his foot amputated that was a that came out to be fake oh it did yeah uh, so I don't you, know. If, well, why am I disappointed? I know. If anything, that's probably good. It was really weird, though, so it was kind of cool. <laughs> like, yeah, this guy, he um, had his had to have his foot amputated, and he asked the doctors if he could keep it, and he and his friends, like, ate it. It turned out to be false. Um, <laughs> He's like, hey, come over and camaraderie, eat some of yeah. my foot. 
Supposedly they're supposed to by law, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, anything like that has to be like disposed of in medical waste. Like, oh, I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah. Which is kind of sucks because I know sometimes like they'll let you see stuff in like a contained environment, mm-hmm. like if you get your tonsils taken out. Because I'm so, I'm probably gonna get my gallbladder out soon if I you know actually go do what I need to do to <laughs> confirm that. But I'm scared. Can I keep my gallbladder? Yeah, I want to <laughs> see it. Like I want to be like when I like become more awake. Can I see it? Like I want to see a part that I've never seen before. They'll probably know? let you see yeah. it. Yeah, I know. Like I said, yeah. Sometimes they'll keep it in like yeah. a contained like jar yeah. essentially. I think they just don't let you keep these things because for one it. It is like a biohazard. Hazard. Yeah. yeah. If you were to have some sort of, you know, disease or something, but. Well, even if like just being taken out because it's no like, yeah. longer alive. So it's going right. to start growing stuff. Right. Like, Yeah, that too. Yeah. Also, can you imagine if they just let people keep all these parts? Like. <gasps> how <laughs> weird would that be? We went to. T- like, oh, don't go into that storage freezer in the garage. My dad's legs in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. So we went to high school with um, one kid. His name was Chase in our class, our graduating class. And then Nick, a class behind us. And Chase. <laughs> Should we use their names? Nah, Maybe it's they fine. Don't I'm, not, I'm not using the middle, their last names. <laughs> hey, Chase and Nick, if you guys are listening. Um, Chase had his ingrown toenail removed. And Nick bought it off of him and kept it. <laughs> this was when we were in high school. So, you know, we were minors and stupid. But. It was just such a weird thing, but, you know, leave it to Nick. If you knew him, you'd understand. (laughs) Love you. Fascination, baby. He'll never hear this. Um, Anything else you have to say? Um, I mean, I'm I'm frankly surprised on how much we agreed upon. (laughs) I, I make no exaggeration, guys, for years. This has been a dividing topic. When I first topic. brought this up to her, I think we were still in college, like 2012, 2013, almost 10 years ago. She's like texting me like, I just watched a documentary and it's not real. <laughs> I watched one documentary and I formed every opinion I ever need to know about Amelia's it. over here always watching documentaries like those aren't fucking faked sometimes too. <laughs> oh, they are. Mm, documentary. This is all true. They for sure are fake yeah. sometimes. Like uh, that one about Michael Jackson. <laughs> not going to get into that. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, we found another. <laughs> topic that divides i always believe the victim but i can't um i'm gonna leave this on a good note of give me fuel give me fire give me that which i desire oh what the hell was that (laughs) i was trying to sing that earlier what song even is that uh it's called fuel by metallica i had to look up the lyrics because i literally have never known what he says metallica yeah Yeah. give me fuel give me fire give me that what i So this has been so off the this rails. This is turning into the YouTube. I'm sorry that you didn't get the the um, argumentative entertainment yeah. that you were hoping for today. Maybe we'll have something else here um, at some point. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I was hoping this would turn into a YouTube ep- the YouTube episode with Austin where he was drunk as fuck and we just like ended it. But uh, I digress. <laughs> or turning into the infamous Vine fighting over the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> She She came came down down in a a bubble, dog. (laughs) All right, guys. Her sister was a witch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Thanks, guys, so much for listening once again. Um, We'll probably be back in a next week or in two weeks with an episode probably about ghosts and hauntings and stuff. Ooh. Spooky. I should be singing that for UFOs because... Tardis. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) thanks guys so much. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
Oh, <laughs> <laughs>